Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Recruiting never stops, especially for Georgia football. Welcome to the podcast that covers Georgia football recruiting from all angles and spotlights the legends of tomorrow. It's the Recruiting Bulldog Update, the RBU podcast. We go wild dog with Sony. Nauta goes in motion left. Snap it to Michelle. He's running to the left. Angling 25 20. Got a block for Brock. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Dogs win it. We're headed to Atlanta. We hand it off to Herschel. There's a hole. 5, 10, 12. He's running over people. Gurley, five yards deep, and Todd will bring this one out. And there he goes. One block, and it might be over. Todd Gurley, coast to coast. Can he make it? Yes, he can. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the RBU podcast, the Recruiting Bulldog Update. As you know, here on the RBU podcast, it's all about Georgia football recruiting. Already some stuff has happened this weekend. By the way, I am your host, Blaine Gilmer, and I have some exciting news for you coming up here in just a minute, but we want to go ahead and get right into it with some exciting stuff that has happened this weekend. Uh, for one, Evan Stewart, a five-star wide receiver out of Texas, has announced that Georgia is in his top eight. Of course, Kobe Albert, another wide receiver out of Fairfield, Alabama. makes uh, Georgia makes his top eight as well. And then Aaron Bryant, a defensive end out of South Haven, Mississippi. Georgia is in his top ten. But I do feel that for Stewart and for Bryant specifically, Georgia's in the top two really of that top eight for each one. I think Georgia's very strong with Stewart and with Bryant. So, just wanted to throw that out there for you right off the bat. Some top groups that have been going. I uh, do want to remind you that the RBU podcast, as always, is presented by Bulldog Illustrated, bulldogillustrated.com. That's B-U-L-L-D-A-W-G illustrated.com. Greg Poole, Vance Levy, they all do a great job of, of running things over at Bulldog Illustrated. You can catch, if you like what you hear on this podcast today, you can catch more of my writing there each and every day. I write a uh, daily dog thread article that also has a community board attached underneath it where you can kind of catch all walks of different Georgia followers, fans, detractors, uh, just people there for conversation. So you can catch that over on bulldogillustrated.com. But the news of the day is that I have a new co-host here on the RBU podcast. This co-host that if you follow Georgia Recruiting, you're likely familiar with. We have Mr. Jeremy Johnson from, and Jeremy, if you can go ahead and unmute there, man, we're going to get going. Uh, Jeremy Johnson from the Athens Banner Herald. Jeremy, how are you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be here. I appreciate you having me on. I think we're going to have some good times and some good shows, uh, you know, talking some Georgia recruiting. 
Absolutely. Jeremy, uh, much like myself, is, is very kind of in tune with what's going on in Georgia recruiting. Uh, Jeremy gets to do a little bit more traveling than I do. He makes the makes the round, sees, sees some of these kids uh, up person a little bit more. I get to do that in uh, kind of in the season, but the off season, um, I'm not I'm not able to go out and about as much. So, Jeremy, what's the before we get into the specifics and our main topic of the day, kind of uh, what's what's it been like for you since you moved over to the Athens Banner Herald, and then uh, of course moving uh, moving around and covering recruiting. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, just being able to get out and, like you said, I get out and almost every weekend since the season ended, I've been somewhere, you know, seeing some good players and you know, getting to know some of these kids. I think that's the underrated part of this is, you know, you see them on TV once they get to college, but, you know, there's some really good young men that, you know, are really talented athletes out there, especially in the state of Georgia. Hadn't been able to get down to Florida or over to Alabama yet, but I'm planning on making that, you know, that, that a priority to get out and see some of those guys as well in the near future. But yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to be able to, um, get to know these guys and see them, see them work hard and know what they do and even get to know their families a little bit. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Absolutely. You know, one thing that I have gotten to do, I do a lot of uh, zooms and and phone calls with recruits and things like that. And I know we're going to talk, by the way, everybody, our, our topic today, we're going to do our, Mock 1.0 here on the RBU podcast. There will probably be a couple more mocks to to come afterwards, but this is our first attempt of predicting what this 2022 class will look like for Georgia. Uh, but kind of back to those conversations you were talking about with getting to know kids and stuff like that. A 2023 kid that I talked to recently is Tackett Curtis from uh, Louisiana, who just got an offer from Georgia not too long ago. One of the best conversations I've ever had with a with a mm. recruit. I mean, the guy's just a a, a down to earth, humble Louisiana kid, but uh, loves to hit people. I mean, it, it was just a great conversation. But you're absolutely right. That's one of the joys of this is being able to uh, get to know everybody. But like I said, uh, Jeremy and I are going to cover the mock 1.0 here on the RBU podcast. Jeremy, how confident do you feel that you are going to nail this 2022 class on the first try? On a scale of one to 10, probably a 0.5. I mean, you just never know what's going to end up, what this class is going to end up looking like. You just never know what these kids are thinking in their heads and you know, I, I personally, I wouldn't want the pressure that they go through as far as trying to make a decision, especially during a pandemic where you haven't been able to get on campus for most of most of it. And I know guys will get on campus soon, but, you know, this summer you'll be focusing on a football season. So I just have no idea how this class is going to look. And whatever we say tonight, I'm sure it'll be wrong by next week. We're, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so we're going to shot, though, and, and uh, talk about we, you know, I think between the two of us, we have uh, gotten to build a, a decent rapport with a lot of these kids. And I, I have a little bit of a, a feeling on on, uh, you know, what's going to be transpiring here. So we're going to we're going to give it our shot here. And uh, if you're following on the YouTube channel, this will be posted on Bulldog Illustrated YouTube channel. You'll see this is the big board here. Uh, we have all the players that have received offers from Georgia that we feel are legitimately in a position. Uh, there's mutual interest now, and I'm sure, Jeremy, you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if, if I've got some some guys that, that some guys I've overlooked that aren't on here, but uh, judging through, going back through all my notes, all the articles I've written, people I've talked to, this is kind of the group uh, that I've envisioned so far. So before we 
before we kind of break down each position and, and start picking out classes and stuff like that, what are you just in general, what are your thoughts on this 2022 class so far for the University of Georgia? It's shaping up to be one of the best they've had. Um, obviously, there isn't the guy that you point to, and this is no disrespect to any of these, any of these kids. These All kids are really good. There isn't. They haven't had that guy that's the Justin Fields of the class that ranks in the top two or three as of now um, and nationwide. But I think that is coming with this class to punctuate what they've already done. They filled a lot of needs. Um, and they've got some versatility with this group. That's that's the main thing I'm seeing with some of these defensive guys is that they can do multiple things. So it's a it's a strong class. Obviously, and Georgia's always going to be um, in 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 contention to be able to have that number one class and have a group of elite players joining them. This group is has the potential to be really special. Absolutely. Uh, when it comes to recruiting rankings on all the different industries and stuff like that, Georgia kind of aligning in that two spot right now behind Ohio State um, and really has one less commitment than Ohio State, I believe. So Georgia is uh, really positioning themselves well. Let me go ahead and make uh, Brett Thorson red here because uh, all these guys that are are marked in red are already commitments. So you can see here on the offensive side of the ball, the only two commitments in the 2020 class so far for Georgia, Gunnar Stockton, quarterback out of Tiger, Georgia, Raven County High School, and Jordan James, running back, four-star running back out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Oakland High School up there in Tennessee. So uh, only two guys out of the 11 commits right now for Georgia. And was was that kind of tell you early on? Uh, is, that, is it just a class where they felt like they had to maybe load up more on defense at the beginning or just, just kind of how the chips fell, you think, to start off with? Yeah, I think I think you're on to something when you say that, you know, it may just be kind of where the chips fell. Um, I think they're obviously Kirby Smart's a defensive minded coach. And, you know, just looking at their current roster, um, there will be there'll be some guys that will be coming out of that program this year and going into the NFL draft or just out of graduation that they'll need to kind of restock some of these positions, particularly the defensive line area. You know, they lost Malik Herring, Malik Herring this year. Jordan Davis, all those guys are those are NFL guys. So they'll need people that can come in and play right away uh, next year. Absolutely. You're talking about definitely next year losing Jordan Davis up front, losing Devontae Wyatt up front, losing Julian Rochester up front. Three, three guys who all came back and should provide great stability in this 2021 season for Georgia on the defensive line, especially on the interior. Uh, all those guys will be gone. Like you said, Trevon Walker, Jalen Carter, only around for one more year after this. So definitely need to be building for the future right there on that defensive line. But, uh, you know, what we're going to do, guys, if you're, if you're, Following along, like I said, on the Bulldog Illustrated YouTube page, uh, I'm going to, first of all, we're going to go position by position, just kind of uh, highlight real quick. Uh, we don't want to turn this thing into an hour-long show out of our respect for our time and yours, but we do want to provide you with quality content here. And, uh, of course, the first thing we can kind of check off the list, like we said, starting just in order from left to right here on our screen, is offense, Gunner Stockton. Uh, Georgia will not bring in another quarterback in the class. It's That's as a done deal with Gunner having uh, originally been committed to South Carolina and you know, once Will Muschamp's leave, that changed things for him. A lot of people, Jeremy, thought immediately that he, myself included, thought he would follow follow Mike Bobo to Auburn because the family ties uh, between the Bobos and Stockton is so close. But um, maybe Will Muschamp coming to Athens influenced uh, Stockton a little bit. What do you think? 
Yeah, that was that was my thinking as well. I was I was just sure he was going to end up in Auburn, especially with the with Bo Nix being gone after his after next year and that job kind of being open after that, um, especially being open for competition. Um, and it's 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 a it's a weird fit, you know, a little bit because you know Gunner's coming in and you'll have you'll have competition. Um, but I think I think that's a good thing for you know a program to have a quarterback that's willing to come in and compete, but. I definitely assumed that he would end up at Auburn with all of the connections there with Mike Bobo. Yeah, and the the funny thing is, is that Brock Vandergriff actually grew up an Auburn fan, and Gunnar Stockton grows up a, a Georgia fan, and and it kind of you know the what you would think happened kind of switched on those two. But Gunnar Stockton, obviously, a, a Tremendous high school player at Raven County. There will be an adjustment. I don't care what anybody says. No matter how good you are, there will be an adjustment going from the the shotgun exclusive offense run under uh, J-Bo Shaw, former Georgia Tech quarterback, Georgia Southern quarterback. Uh, you never get under center, all that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of different things. Uh, there will be some adjustments. And, you know, the hope for Georgia is that, JT Daniels performs the way they think he's going to perform this year, stays injury free. Then, you know, it's either Carson Beck or Brock, Brock Vandergriff uh, the next year and Gunner doesn't have to play right away, uh, that kind of stuff. So we'll see, see what happens on that front. Now we're going to move over here to running back. Like I said, a lot more excitement here at the running back position, Jeremy. Of course, we talked about Jordan James uh, earlier. Jordan James is a guy who I think uh, is – the type of player who is a multifaceted back he can get it done in many different ways, runs outside a lot, uh, also catches the ball. They don't throw the ball a ton. I think he only had 13 receptions his his junior year. But when he did, I think he was averaging, you know, 15, 16, 17 yards a, a reception. So an explosive, explosive player. Um, care to comment on Jordan James before we get on these these other guys? Yeah, I everything you just said, you know, I agree with it, and I think that he's going to be a really good fit. And you know, I think they're getting a good player that you know may not be a household name in the recruiting world uh, in the recruiting world right now, but he's going to be one of those guys that you're going to look look up in a couple of years. He's making plays because he has some value in the passing game, and he can hit the home run on the edges. Um, I think it's a good fit for him. Um, yeah. And absolutely, uh, you know, when you talk about running back, let's say what they're losing next year. James Cook, Zamir White, they're both going to be gone after this year. Uh, mm -hmm. To me, Jordan James fits a lot more in that James Cook type role. He's a he's a guy who can fly. I mean, he's a low four four type type guy. He can he can really run. He makes people look like they're you know standing still out there on defense a lot of times up there in Tennessee. So uh, if you know if you look at the history of it. It seems like every other year Georgia brings in uh, kind of a thunder and lightning combo. Well, if that if that's the case, Jordan James is the lightning. Now the question is, who's going to be the thunder? Who's going to who's going to be the other guy that they pair with him? Um, number one up, I think who, in my opinion, is number one on their board is uh, Branson Robinson. I think Branson Robinson out of Mississippi he reminds me so much of Nick Chubb. I can't even can't even believe it when I watch him. Is that kind of the impression you get when you're watching? Yes. That's my that's my line of thinking, and I think he like he like you said. I think that's got to be the number one guy on down the board, and uh, just because of what they already have in Jordan James in this class, um, having that thunder and lightning ability is a big something that they've you know focused on the last few years in recruiting, and 
Branson has a chance to be there near Thunder to join James as Lightning. No doubt. I mean, he he's just a guy. He deadlifts over six hundred pounds. Uh, you know, is is just when you see footage of him in the weight room. I think he was bench four fifteen the other day. The guy is uh, unbelievable. He's 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 pushing two hundred thirty pounds. As uh, you know, before he even gets into his uh, senior year of high school here. So a, a grown man back there at the running back position. You can see uh, all the players indicated on the YouTube channel that have a star beside their name um, are people who have visits, official visits confirmed to Athens. So Branson Robinson is going to make his way to Athens. Uh, Katron Allen announced this weekend that he, uh, running back out of IMG Academy, that he will be making a visit to uh, IMG um, Katron Allen, I think very similar to Branson Robinson in that he's a downhill runner, gets it done in between the tackles. Um, Jeremy, what do you think about Katron Allen there? Yeah, I agree. It's, you know, pretty, very, pretty similar um, between the two. Don't really see much. I think there's a, I don't think both will end up in Athens. I think it will be an either or situation just because of what happened with Jordan James and yeah, I mean, there's not much to add there. I think you're you're right on it. And coming from IMG Academy, he's a guy that could, you know, he's he's going to be well coached and he's going to be, you know, well taken care of in the weight room. So yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good comparison. Absolutely. And then uh, we'll kind of run through these two real quick. Like I said, we do want to kind of keep it expedient here for everybody's. Uh, listening and viewing pleasure but tevin tevin white and uh trevante citizen georgia's been on georgia del mcgee they've been on uh, tevin white for a long time out of uh stafford virginia he's a guy who really is almost more to me almost more of a wide receiver than a running back i mean they use him they run you know how all these any georgia fans listen you're going to be uh, get nightmares or a little shivers down your spine when I say wheel routes. They run a bunch of wheel routes like Florida ran against Georgia this year and burned them uh, up there in Stafford to use him on jet sweeps, a bunch of that kind of stuff. So Tevin White, really just an overall more kind of athlete that plays the running back position. And then Trevante Citizen, he just got an offer from Georgia. Uh, but at any time a four-star running back gets an offer this late in the cycle, just like just last week, that kind of perks your attention up, doesn't it, Jeremy? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of that, you know, it's kind of like they watched, they finally got his tape and watched and they were like, okay, wow, this guy is somebody we need to have in mind. Um, it kind of reminds me of Dejan Edwards kind of being that late add to the class that, you know, is going to have some uh, impact. And I think, you know, that's what we're seeing with Citizen. Yeah, Citizen, guy out of Louisiana, a lot of people assumed, you know, LSU is going to be the team for him. But Georgia and a few more big-time schools jumping in here late trying to get involved in this recruitment. Uh, Before we move off to running back position, one note, Branson Robinson for a long time, I think people have thought Georgia is is his favorite and vice versa. Uh, However, I do think that Clemson jumping in uh, here in the last – month in in his recruitment is a big factor i think clemson is 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 a threat to georgia in that recruitment um and it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens from that point forward but uh we're going to finish out offense here in just a second do want to remind you uh as always this the rbu podcast presented by bulldog illustrated that's b-u-l-l-d-a-w-g.com uh catch out every day stuff going on uh, anything Georgia-related, baseball, basketball, football, I don't care, tennis, water polo, golf, <laughs> wa- hockey, whatever, Bulldog Illustrated has you covered. 
Okay, so now let's let's get back to it here with wide receivers. Jeremy, this wide receiver position, you can see no commits so far. And it's someone that they're gonna have to they're gonna have to bring in three at the least, four, probably, probably more likely four receivers. Uh we we don't have time to touch on each one of these guys. Uh we will hit on a few of them here. What are you, what's your opinion overall of the wide receiver position in 2022 for the Georgia Bulldogs? I think it's an underrated. I think it's going to be an underrated need for Georgia to try to hit a couple a couple of these guys um, in this class, just because there's so much talent on the current roster that you know all these guys aren't going to be there. Either they're going to transfer, or you know you, you never know what early entry into the NFL draft. I mean, just with what you've seen in spring practice, you got to have depth. A lot of these guys can really play. Um, Kojo Antoine, he's been one of the fastest risers for me this summer, or not this summer, but this offseason, just because I've, you know, just seeing him in person. He's really twitchy, really explosive once he gets the football in his hands. Um, the Nylon um, Morissette is another one. They're, he and Kojo are both seven on seven teammates of Stockton. So I would watch both of those guys. And then you have Isaiah Bond from Buford. He's a burner. So Georgia's. It, they're sending a clear message to me that they want to be twitchy and they want to be explosive in their in their wide receiver court. Absolutely, and I think personally, I would group these guys. I would kind of say, okay, who are my who are my guys that are my more Arian Smith types going to take it take it over the top? Of course, I'm not comparing any of these guys speed wise to Arian Smith. <laughs> I don't think any of them could uh, catch Arian Smith in a race, except maybe Isaiah Bond. Isaiah mm-hmm. Bond can really really run, but you know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. The, these guys who are vertical threats that can that get it done down the field. I think that's Evan Stewart. I think that's Kojo Antoine. I think that's Isaiah Bond. Um, then I would categorize uh, Denylon Morissette, Shalik Knotts, Andre Green as big physical guys who de- they can still go deep and, and beat you, but they're going to be that that guy that uh, you know kind of in George. Pickens fashion where go back and, and go up and catch the ball 50-50, go get that back shoulder fade, all of those kind of things, physical over-the-middle type receivers. Um, so I think you can see that Evan Stewart, Kojo Antwi, Denala Morissette, all scheduled to visit in June uh, for, at UGA. I know Georgia desperately uh, is was trying to get up to North Carolina to see Shalik Knotts before the pandemic hit. It didn't time up. They didn't get to go up there and do that that visit. But I'm telling you, I think Shalik Knotts is an underrated uh, want for the University of Georgia. I, I think it, there's a lot going on there. And then Andre Green, uh, he's as impressive as any any receiver you're going to see in the class. I, I think he's just got a, a overall uh, very natural route runner, physical kid, uh, has a good mindset. And then Chaz, Chaz Preston, he's a, he is a basically a carbon copy to me of Andre Green just from Louisiana. So uh, if you had to pick, and we're going to go ahead and start filling them out here. If you had to pick, who do you think? Let's let's go back to, of course, let's go ahead and say right here that um, Gunner, of course, is going to be the quarterback. So we're going to highlight him yellow for everybody watching on YouTube. So we're going with our mock class here. We're going to say Gunnar Stockton ends up there. Of course, Jordan James as well. And then 
I'm I would if it was my vote, I'm going to say right here that Branson Robinson is the guy that ends up at Georgia at running back position. Jeremy, what are your thoughts? I'm going to have to agree with you. Okay, so we're going to mark Branson Robinson as number three. Now, we are going to preface this by saying that we think Georgia, we're just going to assume Kirby Smart with the recruiting wizardry that he has is going to find a way to fit 25 in this class. Jeremy, uh, it it seems like often that people anticipate Kirby's only going to get a a few uh, numbers here or they're playing the game, you know, trying to figure out how to train account but but whether it's blue shirts gray shirts you know different rules getting guys to come as as preferred walk-ons all that kind of stuff uh kirby seems to find a way to fit 25 or close to it in the class with the exception of this last one yeah absolutely he's a he's a wizard when it comes to roster management i think that's an underrated that's an underrated skill as a head coach having that ability to maneuver you know what you need and when you need it what are you and it's also about evaluating the guys you have. You know, and you see a guy that, you know, he's going to play well and he's going to be an early entry into the NFL draft. You have to take that, into, take that into an account that, you know, hey, this year may, we may have a little more wiggle room than you may have on a year where, you know, you have everybody come back. So I think he's done a good job with that. And I think he learned that from Nick Saban because Nick Saban is also very well. He does that very well as also. Absolutely. So again, I'm talking here with Jeremy Johnson and Athens Banner Herald, my new co-host here on the RBU podcast. We're going through the mock class 1.0 here on the RBU podcast for the class of 2022. So far, we have that we think is going to end up that we've made our predictions. Of course, the 11 Georgia commits that include Gunnar Stott and Jordan James, Tyree West, Bear Alexander, Darius Smith, CJ Washington, Donovan. Donovan Westmoreland, Jalen Walker, Malachi Starks, Marquise Groves, Killebrew, Dayon Bowie, Brett Thorson, and then Branson Robinson. That's Branson Robinson is the first one that we predicted to kind of be extra, the next one to the class. Uh, go ahead and let's hit wide receiver here. Of course, Georgia has no wide receivers committed at this point in time. Who do you think, who would you guess would be the, the guys that end up, we're going to say that Georgia takes four of them this class if you had to pick your four jeremy who are you saying is going to be in the four i'm going to say kojo antoy denylon morissette isaiah bond and shalik knots is that three or four that's four you so you got four so right there those four of kojo antoy uh isaiah bond denylon morissette and Shalik Knotts end up in red and black is what Jeremy Johnson is predicting there. I tend to feel the same way on Bond. I think Bond is a guy that I know Miami's showing him a lot of love right now, but I think Bond will end up getting to visit Georgia, see these new facilities, uh, hear their history of guys who run track as well. Uh, like Miko Miko Hardman, what he did there. Um, I, th- I think the, the Georgia track program will be something big because I think he, he will want to run track at the next level too. So I agree with Isaiah Bond. I think Salik Knotts is a great pick because I know Georgia is extremely interested in him. Denylon Morissette, um, I know it's Georgia and Alabama right now. They're, they're, they're duking it out. Uh, the question is, can, you know, if you'd asked me three or four months ago, I would have said, 
Alabama 100%. I think Georgia's gained a ton of ground. For him and Kojo Antwi, these visits are going to be just absolute paramount. I mean, it's, it's every everything about this visit, this official visit weekend coming up in uh, June is going to be huge with Morissette and Antwi. And you made a good point earlier. They're teammates of Gunnar Stockton at Hustle Inc. over there under Tony Ballard. So I think Gunnar's going to do a lot of work. My difference is I think Georgia does get Denala uh, Morissette. I don't think they get Kojo into it. I think he'll end up going to Texas A&M. I think he's got family ties down there in Texas that are going to kind of pull him over closer that way. I think that Georgia either goes with three or they're able to pull Evan Stewart out of the mix, uh, out of the heart of Texas. I think uh, that that's a big, big deal. Evan Stewart will be making a, a visit to Georgia. If he either Evan Stewart or Andre Green Jr., those two guys uh, are the other two that I would I would look at here um, on the board. Now, our next one is pretty easy. I think tied in uh, the only guy that they – I almost didn't even put another guy on the board to, to contend with but because I, th- I think uh, Todd Hartley is that focused on Oscar Delp. Uh, is that kind of your thoughts, the tight end position? Yeah, absolutely. I think Oscar Delp is, is their guy. And, you know, he's an, he's also a teammate of Gunners and, and Denylon and Kojo uh, Antwi um, on Hustle Link. And those guys have been lightening up so far in the offseason. And Oscar, Oscar Delpin, and Kojo Antwire happen to be really close friends also at being at rival high school. So, yeah, I could see that them wanting to, you know, team up there in, in Athens. And Gunner, Gunner and Oscar have developed a bit of a connection thrown to each other this, this offseason. So that that's that's the that's the connection that will likely or possibly, I have no idea, but um, land Georgia, they're tight end for the 2022 class. Well, one thing to note is the last two years, if there are any evidence, Todd Hun- uh, Todd Hartley, I almost said Todd Todd Hunley, the thing about <laughs> a catcher from major leagues, every year, you know, Todd Hartley, uh, when, when he has his mindset on getting a guy, Darnell Washington, really like the only tight end they recruited that year, they got him. Yeah. Bowers became evident early on that Brock Bowers was the guy for Georgia. Got him. Feel pretty good about Todd Hartley's chances about bringing in an in-state guy in Oscar Delp after he was able to go out west and get two two guys. So that brings us our number here. We had 11 originally added Branson Robinson. That's 12. Uh, and we're going to go with your prediction of Antwi, Morissette, Bond, and Knotts. That brings us up 17. 17 commits, eight more to go. Kurt, we know here it brings us to the offensive line position. Offensive line, Kirby Smart likes to bring four or five guys that are starter quality each year, year in and year out. It's just the depth of the O-line is something that he philosophically 100% believes in, uh, that you have to have at the offensive line position. One, transfers are a real thing. Two, Guys are leaving early. Three, it's offensive line. People are going to get hurt. So, with that being said, what names jump out to you right there on our list? And I will run before you do that. I will run down for the people listening via uh, Apple uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. We have Tyler Booker out of IMG, Addison Nichols, uh, Greater Atlanta Christian, uh, Marion Harris, 
Quayshawn Sapp from South Georgia, Jacob Hood, who is six foot eight, three hundred and some three hundred and thirty something pounds. He's a mountain of a man. Uh, Elijah Pritchett, uh, Ju- Julian Armella, who Georgia ha- is made the top group for him, and then Zach Rice, who's a uh, Big, good-looking kid from up in Virginia. So out of that group that they've kind of established relationships with, who do you feel good about for Georgia with this offensive line class? I'm going to go with – and I, you know, just kind of thinking about your your analysis there with, the, you know, Kirby taking – Kirby Smart and the staff taking uh, four to five guys that, you know, they – that are starter, starter quality. That kind of throws me off a little bit because I was going to take three of these guys, but – now that now that you mentioned that, I'll I'll go with Tyler Booker. Okay. Um, I'll go with Addison Nichols. Um, I saw both of those guys at the Under Armour all uh, Under Armour camp a few weeks ago, and they're both legitimate starter caliber offensive linemen. They're monsters. Um, I'm going to go with Quayshawn Sapp, uh, guard slash tackle out of I guess he's out of Lee. Lee High School. Lee County, you know. And uh, I'm going to say Jacob Hood out of Tennessee, 6'8". I saw him at a camp earlier this summer, and for a guy that's big as he is, he moves really well. He's not not just a guy that's stationary. I think that's going to be something that fits that Georgia um, offensive line room very well. And and you're – to your point – they could very well go with with just three players in this class, but I just know Kirby Smart is huge on bringing in that number of four or five guys every year, year in year out. It seems up front on the offensive front. So I agree one hundred percent on Tyler Booker. I think he's their number one priority on this offensive line. Uh, I know that uh, it started out actually Trey Scott recruiting him when he was a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, or IMG Academy, and since then, Matt Luke has kind of made his connection with Tyler Booker, and uh, Georgia is very much so uh, in the mix for him. I know he he tweeted out the other day that he's made up his mind, actually. He's just waiting to see visits. So uh, kind of a cryptic tweet. We'll see what it ends up happening. But if you had to ask me today, if I had to put something down on it that, that meant something to me, I'd say Tyler Booker does end up at Georgia Addison Nichols, 100% agree there. Question Sap, I'm a little, uh, little nervous there that I think, uh, I think he's going to end up at Florida State. I, th- I think he's a guy who, being down there from South Georgia, he's closer to Tallahassee than he is than he is to to Athens. So, I, and I, and oddly enough, even though Florida State has struggled immensely. I mean, it's just been a train wreck down there. They are putting together a really good recruit, especially with uh, uh, Travis Hunter, court, uh, mm-hmm. cornerback out of Collins Hill, which I, when you're looking at the cornerback, you know, I didn't even put Travis Hunter on here. Of course, everybody knows Georgia wants him, but, you know, I just can't. I really – Florida State has done an excellent job of recruiting that young man. So I say Jacob Hood as well. Um, the other guy is I think they, they may end up – Pulling out a, a Marion Harris, you know, I think think that might be the other guy, um, but definitely Tyler Booker, Addison Nichols. But we're going to keep keep these right here. So that brings us up to twenty one on the class, and now that's we've finished offense. Of course, punter Brett Thorson down there, who is a from the Pro Kick Academy in Australia. Uh, you know, obviously a big leg. 
caught Kirby Smart's uh, attention. So a lot of people were more fired up than usual about a punter commitment uh, when they saw that. So I don't know if people were just real starving for uh, getting some the, – the, that momentum was going going there with how Georgia picked up some commits there back-to-back. Yeah, it's a hot hand. <laughs> Absolutely. So people were just uh, excited and got real excited for the punter. No, I mean, that's a great opportunity to get, uh, you know, kids from Australia to come over there and – and uh, kick obviously with Australian rules football and all the different aspects. I mean, you got guys who can uh, kick the ball, and Georgia themselves has known what a weapon it is to have a tremendous punter, especially uh, you know in in the past with with what they've had and what they currently have there in Jake Camarda. So uh, tremendous weapon. Now, before we get to defense, I do want to remind you again, um, Jeremy Johnson writes for the Athens. Banner Herald, you can catch his stuff on Athens Online. Uh, I write every day for Bulldog Illustrated, bulldogillustrated.com. That's B-U-L-L-D-A-W-G illustrated.com. Right up there in the middle, you can, uh, on the webpage every day, you can see the dog daily thread and you'll see my writing on recruiting, stuff like that. So make sure to check both of our writings out. Our Twitter handles are over there uh, on the screen uh, under our, when you're looking at on the YouTube page at bgilmer18 is mine. Jeremy O underscore Johnson is his. And uh, now we'll get back to <clears throat> finishing out our mock 1.0. Jeremy, a lot of the work has been done over here on the defensive side already, as you kind of mentioned before. Yeah, absolutely. But there's some still some there's still some big guys out there that you know I think will help close out this class. And like we were talking about earlier on that defensive line, you know I kind of I kind of look at that little group and. That's where I think most of the work will be done as far as the defensive side. You know, maybe another safety, maybe another corner, but I think most of the headlines will go to that defensive line group in, in the coming months. Absolutely. Um, you want to mention that we're, neither one of us are at liberty or, or will discuss anything in terms of uh, a cornerback situation with Dayon Bowie. As of now, we're going to assume that he's still going to be part of the Georgia commitment class for this, uh, but we're going to leave it right there at that. Um, who knows what could happen and change in that in that situation. Uh, but that's all we're really going to touch on right there. Now, in terms of – we'll start out with the interior defensive front. Like we said before, Jordan Davis gone after this year. Uh, Devontae Wyatt, who came back for uh, that – extra senior year the super senior year so did uh, Dylan Rochester both of those are going to be gone um that's three guys leaving your program and then of course like you mentioned Trayvon Walker uh and Jalen Carter they're going to be on the precipice of going to the NFL they'll have one more year so it's, it's a lot of turnovers going to be coming coming up around here <clears throat> they've remedied that kind of right off the bat getting Tyree West from Tiff County Bear Alexander from out in Texas. That's two huge, huge guys. Uh, Ty- Tyree West to me is built. Uh, he's built like a like an Aaron Donald. You know what I'm saying? He's not. I'm not. I'm not comparing him to Aaron Donald. So don't everybody blow their mind. <laughs> or, you know, at me on Twitter and stuff like that. But Tyree West uh, reminds me of that. He's a quick twitch guy. He's played since his freshman year down there in Tiff County in the hardest region in the state of georgia to to play in and you play there as a freshman uh that's quite impressive is it not jeremy absolutely that's like the sec of georgia football is in that little area where he plays so yeah i mean i'm with you 100 he's a he's a he's a real football player and 
I think he's definitely got a. And he's also been doing a little recruiting, apparently. So, you know, I think I think that's gonna that's a big get for 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 the Bulldogs. Absolutely, Tyree West, and we'll talk about Bear Alexander in just a minute. But Tyree West, Michael Williams, and Christian Miller all train with Doctor Rush uh, over there. What what uh, names escaping me now? Smith. Smith. Chuck Smith, Chuck Smith, former defensive end for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Dr. Rush is what he goes by now. So he's, he's training up DNs and, and defensive linemen over there. Uh, they all three train, train together. I interviewed Kristen Miller not long ago uh, before he'd went on his visit out to USC. And, you know, he was talking about how Tyree West every day is, is texting <laughs> something, go dogs, all that kind of stuff. So like you said, definitely doing some recruiting, of course, big bear, Alexander, he, he's really that one that kind of replaces that Jordan Davis type role. You know, he's, he's six foot three, 325 already, just a, a, a very strong run stopper can take on double teams. That's a big get out of the heart of Texas for the dogs. Absolutely. I think you hit it right on the head when you said, when you just try to put picture these guys and where they fit, Bear Alexander is your prototypical nose, zero technique, one technique over the over the center and over the guard at what Jordan Davis does. So I think that's a humongous get out of Texas because that's I think that's he feels a specific need and you know exactly where he's gonna be. Um I just thinking about it though, how, what what do you see? You know, how do you feel about these guys is how they translate? Um, especially Tyree, um, just with him being his size that he is. What do you how do you think they use him? Tyree West is, is Malik Herring all over again. I mean, he, you know, that two, 280, 285 can bump out and be a, a, a big defensive lineman when it comes to short yardage situations, can play inside and use his speed to, to beat guards and, and pass rush situations. I think Tyree West is going to be a nightmare matchup for, you know, kind of that tweener between defensive end and defensive tackle. Uh, he's never going to be a true nose. You know, he's not going to be a, a guy who's who's eating up double teams and stuff like that, but he's going to use his hands really well. He's going to uh, be able to use use different pass rush moves and things like that that he's uh, learning over there from Chuck Smith and guys like that. And then, of course, when he once he gets under the tutelage of Trey Scott, most people, I, think, I think those two, uh, like we said, are really going to replace um, – those 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 roles uh, Tyree West plays a lot like a Devontae Wyatt honestly you know uh, kind of in that similar role so when you watch Georgia football this fall be be looking at Jordan Davis be looking at Devontae Wyatt and then then think okay where where would these kids fit in I think Tyree West fits more in that Devontae Wyatt type role I think Bear, uh, Bear Alexander is more of the Jordan Davis type role Michael Williams Kristen Miller two guys who are in-state guys for the University of Georgia uh, what do you think, Jeremy, when it comes to Kristen Miller and Michael Williams? Yeah, both of these guys. I, I've I've seen Michael in person at the at the Under Armour camp, and he's he deserved his fifth star that he got. He's he checks every box, and you know if if Georgia was able to land him, that's that's one of the the diamond pieces on top of this class is landing a guy like him. And I know him and Christian are really close, and they're really close friends. I don't know that they'll end up here together. I, like, who knows? I mean, who knows? But both of those guys are really talented. Christian's also is, is very talented. So, you know, having those guys along with Bear, along with Tyree, you know, that's a pretty impressive group starting to shape up if you're able to land those two guys from in-state. Absolutely. And then, of course, there's Walter Nolan, 
KJ Miles and Felix Hinton kind of wrap, uh, you know, rounding out the group here on the on what we're calling the big board here for Georgia on defensive tackles. Let's go ahead and make our predictions here for the defensive line group. Uh, I think they, I think they get one more of these guys. If you had to pick one, who do you, who do you think uh, is the guy that lands at Georgia at the defensive tackle position? Um, I'm going to say Michael Williams. I'm of that opinion too. I think I think uh, Kristen Miller uh, really liked his visit out to LA. Uh, he's a he's a he's a guy who wants to do some acting, wants to do his own. He already does some of his own filmmaking stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I think that LA atmosphere really impressed him. I would not be surprised if he ends up with the USC Trojans. But I think Michael Williams is uh, much more of a Georgia type guy. I really think he ends up uh, with the Dogs as well. Yeah, and there's no argument with me from there. Christian's a, a talented football player, but he's also a very interesting personality. He's, like you said, he wants to do some acting. I've had a chance to talk to him twice now, and it's one of the best interviews I've had is talking to that guy. So he, he's a he he brings he brings the noise every time you talk to him. That's for sure. He's he's exciting. So that that puts you it. I'm going to go ahead and go with your logic back on the offensive line here. I'm going to take it down to, to three commitments uh, and okay. on the offensive line. So that puts us at that puts us at 20 right there, and then Michael Williams 21. So let's say you got four more to play with uh, over here at defensive end. Darius Smith, a kid six foot six, 225 pounds, just length for days. Uh, <laughs> committed very early to the University of Georgia out of Appling County at defensive end. He's the only defensive end for the moment, but you have seen Anai White uh, out of Florida who has announced that he will be making an official visit to Georgia. Uh, And then, of course, you have Shamar Stewart, who's also from the Miami area, the number one overall player in the class uh, who's being recruited by Georgia and LSU very hard. I think those are the two that are leading for Shamar at this point in time. Of course, Miami's thrown in there as well. Um, And then Jeremiah Alexander out of Alabama, the Thompson program over there that's just a national powerhouse. They win state championships, seems like, every year. So I think they add one more of these guys. Uh, Jeremy, who who would you think maybe ends up being the other defensive end out of that group? You know, this one, this is a tough one because, you know, Alabama and LSU are involved with a lot of these, uh, with two you just mentioned above. So I'm going to go with the Nye White. Yeah, I think he's from Philadelphia. Uh, George seems to have a lot of success with kids out of Philadelphia. Uh, I think Anai White, the fact that he's coming down for an official and Georgia does very, very well with officials. I mean, there's been several cases over the last couple of years that Georgia was not the favorite for a for a, a prospect. And then they come to the to Athens, they come to the University of Georgia and they see what it's all about. And they change their mind and, and commit. And uh, Kirby Smart and his staff and the recruiting staff there really thrive on that. So I think Anaya White's visit to Georgia will be big there. Moving along now, um, we're going to go to inside linebacker CJ Washington out of Cedartown. Uh, Nick Chubb's alma mater. He wears 27. Uh, looks very similar to Chubb in, in that uniform over there. Uh, just crazy stuff when it comes to CJ Washington and his strength and, and uh, just 
like I said, grown man football over there uh, with, with the way they play at Cedar Town. He's a talented running back as well as an inside linebacker, um, but he will play on the defensive side for Georgia at the next level. I don't know that they have to add another inside linebacker, but there's one name on there that catches my eye. And, and uh, does did anybody jump out to you on that list of CJ Wash? Of course, CJ Wash is committed. And then you got Sean Murphy and EJ Lightsey. Um, yeah, I think Lightsey is probably the guy I would go with. I, I'm I'm not certain of that, but yeah, I don't I don't know that. Like I'm I, I'm at the of, of the opinion that it, I don't know that they'll need another inside backer just because I think Jalen Walker could play inside as well. So be a um, kind of tweener type guy. That's that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and you know maybe one of those outside linebacker guys because just because of how they use that position ends up inside. Hundred percent. I think uh, the only thing that made it a little in- interesting today is uh, Sean Murphy. Like an hour before we started recording the show, he did. He posted a, a picture of him working out in Georgia gear and all that kind oh, of stuff. Man. Who knows? He could be. He could be trolling people. That's how. That's how <laughs> that goes all the time with those kids on social media. But something to pay attention to. He did make the top eight for uh, Georgia. Did make the top eight for Sean Murphy back in January. A very highly coveted inside linebacker there so uh but let's just leave it as is for right now and let's say um georgia's still at our 2022 commitment so we're going to give them two or three more uh i don't know i don't know necessarily that they take another outside linebacker if they do i'm of the opinion that who they would add to donovan westmoreland and jalen walker would be daniel martin out of marietta is that kind of the feeling that you're getting absolutely yeah that's that's where I would go with it. So, let's say Daniel Martin ends up with Georgia's that at twenty three commitments. Uh, I do think Georgia takes one more safety and one more corner. I think building depth in that secondary is something they want to do. Obviously, Kamari Wilson and Keon Sab, both safeties out of IMG Academy. I think kamari wilson i think georgia's in the top two for kamari wilson i i I think i think at one point it was actually georgia and alabama then then once he released his top 12 and alabama didn't even make the top 12 uh it showed i think there was a divergence in in that commit that recruiting uh right there georgia and miami now i think are the top two to kind of look out for um what are, you, what are you thinking on this safety position? Any names? We've also got Jake Pope, Emory Floyd, Xavier Nwankpa, Jordan Allen, and Darko Perkins McAllister. Any of those names uh, kind of jump out to you as the guy who you think ends up joining Malachi Starks? That's a very deep group, and you know I'm almost kind of I'm almost kind of thinking that you have to take an extra one of these guys just because of the star position. Um, obviously, that's a linebacker, also, but you know, who knows? Like I think will end up at that star role, yeah. And that's why I'm kind of thinking which one of these guys can play that deep safety and roam the middle of the field, and which one can come down in the box and be the thumper. Um, if I'm gonna say right now, Jake Pope, I really like Jake Pope out of Buford, and I think Emory Floyd and Speed has the potential to be really good. Jordan Allen's really good, too. There's a, all these guys are really good, but you know, I just that's, that's I would hate to be the guy trying to <laughs> trim down my list to decide who who I'm taking. Yeah, 
I do think I, I agree with you. I think Emory Floyd's going to end up at Auburn. I think uh, I think Georgia was really hot and heavy on him to start off with. I think things have cooled there a little bit, and I think yeah. since uh, uh, Brian Harson has came on at Auburn, I think he's really tried to make a push over here for Emory Floyd. I think he ends up uh, at Auburn. Xavier Nwankpa is the number one safety in the in the state of Iowa, and then of course in, in all those midwestern states. I, I don't know that he necessarily fits. Uh, I think he'll end up more at a Big Ten type school. I think the focus is going to be there on Kamari Wilson and Jake Pope, like you said. I think those those are the two guys that I think George is really honing on on, uh, honing in on. Jake Pope, Ohio State, a lot going on there. Jake Pope's dad played at Clemson. If Clemson jumps in the mix, which they haven't yet, I think they could immediately be a contender. Um, I don't know. I, I feel that the fact that Alabama did not get put in the top 12 for Kamari Wilson gives Georgia a huge boost in his recruitment. And I think Kamari Wilson joins Malachi starts to make the most talented safety tandem by far in the, in, yeah. in the country. I think that's what ends up happening there. IMG Academy to Athens seems to be the, you know, it seems to be the the route now. Nowadays, just you know, how many guys have they signed from IMG over the last five or six years? So, you know, it's not, it's 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 definitely becoming a bit of a, what do you call it, a, a pipeline. Oh, it's a pipeline for sure. IMG, uh, you know, Bradenton to Athens is a is, seems to be a one way ticket these days. So we'll see uh, see how that goes uh, uh, down the stretch here. And then finally, our last position is the cornerback position. Um, like I said, they already have Marquise Groves, Killebrew, Dayon Bowie, at least for the time being. Um, and then let's see, you know, Traquan Fagan's out of Oxford uh, High School in Alabama. Uh, Toriano Pride from the St. Louis area. area, And then Jake, JQ Hardaway, who is teammates with Michael Williams. Uh, I think I, I personally – and JQ, he's committing sometime in, in June, I believe, June 20th. Is when he yeah. so, uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can, if Georgia can get him on campus for an official before that. That that'll kind of tell us a lot there. What's your take on uh, what's left here in the cornerback position? Yeah, this is a this is another tough one. There's a lot of Georgia's after all the talented defensive backs you can find because you have to have depth in that position. But you know I'm. I, I really I really like Traquan Figgins. I saw him at a camp earlier this summer or his off season, and he's a good looking player. Um, and I would I think that's what would be the guy for me. I I think I think Traquan Figgins. Uh, I think the mutual interest there between him and Georgia is is almost palpable. I really I really think it is. Um, and then. I, I wouldn't put it past him, especially if if things end up going well with Michael Williams for uh, JQ Hardaway to to end up at Georgia as well. Just an explosive playmaker, and yeah. uh, if if Personal. that if that yeah, very versatile. Does, plays receiver, does kick return, and all that kind of stuff down at um, at Hardaway High School, uh, his namesake there. So uh, you know. And that's our class, guys. That's that's the Mach 1.0 here on the RBU podcast. Jeremy, uh, we went kind of long form with this one on the first one, uh, but but you know, trying to give give people a, a snapshot of this recruitment, uh, really covering it in about 50 minutes is is uh, 
unbelievable with the amount of stuff that goes on and and we did barely scratch the surface on a lot of these things and the inner workings of it so man i had fun i think that i think that's a that's a good deal and uh you know hopefully hopefully we'll, we'll get to see sooner rather than later how uh how right or wrong we are on a lot of this stuff absolutely yeah it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun summer and fall just to kind of see where some of these guys end up and how they develop you know that's that's the thing about all this they're still developing as players and you know you think they're one thing and they have been for three years and then they go into this summer and they blow up even more so yeah i think that's that's going to be exciting i think we're not going to know exactly what's going to be what until that pen hits the the dotted line in in what is it december now Oh, yeah. December is the signing day now. So, uh, well, this has been another episode of the RBU podcast. Thank you for joining us. You can, if you liked it, please like, uh, subscribe to the YouTube page over there at Bulldog Illustrated. Also, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. All you have to search is RBU or RBU Podcast, and it'll be there available for my co host, Jeremy Johnson. I'm Blaine Gilmer, and we'll see you next Monday. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Want to make Mom's Day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.